sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, Good evening. Welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design and, yes, the District Building in Edina, your soon-to-be destination for some of the finest home-building and remodeling showrooms in Minnesota. The Habitation Audio Log is going to bring you up to speed in Segment 4 on the District, guys. Big news, it's up, it's running, finally. We're out of the gate. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and tonight... We are talking about art. Yeah. I love art. I love having artists on the show. And we don't have just any artist, but we have an artist who specializes in murals. My guest is John King, a Minneapolis artist specializing in muralism. Uh, muralism. John, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm glad to have you and answer our first question. Is muralism a word or did I make it up? Uh... You know, I didn't look this up before I came. <laughs> Shut up. I also don't think it's a word. Really? I mean, maybe. So can I, muralism? I can trademark I've been I, using muralist for quite some time now. Muralist, so. but like muralism. I like it. I think I it would think, work. yeah. I think, why not? All right. Muralism. I don't per- even, what does that mean, pertain to? Uh, that which is <laughs> of or relating to, to murals. murals. Yeah. Thank you. I don't, I mean, I don't see, ism is just a... Suffix. Everybody, right? you know, well, I, I think you can add ism to almost anything. Yeah. If you could be a mouse, a mouseism. A mouseism. Uh, <laughs> look at a mouse. <laughs> this is a low budget <laughs> usual suspects <laughs> type, of, type of thing. Oh, Lord. My favorite, uh, my favorite ism is the orgasm. Or, <laughs> isn't that or, or, orgasm? That hey, which is of or relating to organs. Uh, organs. That actually works. Yeah. Proper from a cocktailist. Uh, you are from a cocktail. Ladies and gentlemen, chiming in from the east side of the room, Dan Newkirk from Mercy Benedict's Mill Valley Kitchen, our in-house cocktailist. How are you, Dan? I'm good. We also have uh, Trailhead, which is Mill Valley Markets now. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that up and open? No. No, oh. it's, a, it's a furious dash to the finish line right now. So this is, uh, so this is at Theater Worth? Yep. No, yeah, Theater Worth. Yep. And this is basically, uh, you're a gypsy. You're, it's a gypsy... Gypsy setup for like a, a, a small food and beverage. It's basically like a concession stand, very similar to like Sea Salt Eatery. Exactly. Where is it? Uh, in Theater Worth Park. Oh, at, at the uh, it's, so there's the chalet, sure, yeah. and it's right next to the ski hill. It's like oh. it's the Lapid Building, you know, the cool building. Yep, they yep, have yep. the wood angles. It's in there. Nice. That's fabulous. So that is so you've pushed your way through, and it is. In process? Yeah, just beer and wine. We have the uh, the Lapit World Championships coming up uh, in two weekends. What's so, the Lapit know, World Championship? Uh, <laughs> cross-country skiing world championship. Thank you. But it's a real big thing here with the Minnesotans. So, yeah, there's uh, 20,000 people. <laughs> Brother Ali's performing a free show that Saturday. What? That nobody really? knows about. Yeah, it's going to be pandemonium. Well, now they all know. Now they know. Wow. What day is this? Uh, Saturday... Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, uh, being Saturday the 14th, mm. 15th, 16th, 17th. And, uh, ending on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, Which, like, nobody that's going to this is going to care about anything green beer. So. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, you know what? One of you these, never know. <laughs> one of the breweries actually needs to come up with a good green beer, maybe. You know, no. maybe just embrace it and make it happen. No. No. I don't even know why we celebrate. I'm not Catholic or Irish. So. No, neither, neither. <laughs> so I don't understand. Well, you look at him. Woohoo! Viking. I, yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's like Norwegian Nordic. and like pagan, you know? Yes. 
More power to you. Yeah, I can right? see you jumping off a long boat, swinging I, your sword. I do something like that. I have. <laughs> I, 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 my sword. I, I actually have. I was in a short film that a friend did where I literally – we went up north, way up north in Wisconsin, and I ran through a woods for 16 hours. And we filmed this whole thing. We built this huge, like, giant bonfire the size of this room. Um, it was nuts. <laughs> and it looks like I'm a Viking. And we swing And I mean, I am. You are. Yeah, I mean, you, you, <laughs> radio, you can't giant, see it. Giant, blonde, but... bearded ponytail. You yeah. still look like a Viking, man. Yep. It's a yep. red bearded thing. Yeah. Red, I mean, my Instagram handle, I'll just plug it right here, is John, no H, the ginger beard. Nice. So, nice. which is actually how I recognized you uh, when you first came in. Yeah, you're uh, like, oh, that guy with the big yeah, red yeah, beard. There, there he is. There he is. <laughs> We're actually going to be talking to John. He's doing a mural for one of our clients out on yeah. uh, Lake Minnetonka area. I'm so excited! It is going to be fabulous, and you've got a bunch of other things that uh, we're going to dive into. But first and foremost, Newkirk, this is your time to shine. What are we making? Uh, just a classic Jim Martini. Yay! It's I love it when we do the classics. Well, I figured with uh, the Frank Sinatra vibe, and I yeah. you, you've, you've corrupted my my Alexa home playing list. So <laughs> I haven't corrupted it; I've perfected yeah. it. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, thank you. You and Mr. Brian Oak have uh, contributed to quite some uh, unusual songs for me. Well, well, yeah. If there's a guy who's going to know what you should be listening to, yes, it's, it's Oak, without a doubt. So we've got our music going. You've already begun the cocktail. Tell us for a classic gin martini, and you're going to use what so kind of gin? It's not that classic, though, because it's not a London Dry. It's uh, so being that Milwaukee's my hometown, uh, Rehorse Gin, uh, which is very similar to the Tattersall Gin. <clears throat> it's going to be uh, very floral, very aromatic, uh, low on the on the, the juniper. Uh, a vermouth that I haven't used before is quite delightful, and I squeeze in a little bit of dash fire lemon bitters, kind of brighten it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was serving with olives. If you guys want to get dirty, I got dirty juice <gasps> for you, but it's it's all up to you. I, I would like the record to reflect that that was John and not me. Yeah, it was me. Right. I, uh, I I am known for drinking like swamp water. Swamp water. Filthy. That's real swamp water right there. Yeah. Uh, Have we talked martinis. about the drink in the style after dark release on the pod? <laughs> no. We're going to talk about that in just a okay. second or two. But first I want to ask about the ratios on yeah. the vermouth. So how are you kicking this one in? So two and a quarter on the gin, three quarter on the vermouth. That's a lot of vermouth. You'll see. Right. You'll see. We will. I'm we once excited. had our discussion, a discussion about my, my friend down at, uh, where was that? Uh, and the... the Minneapolis uh, Food Street by the Bad Waitress. Eat Street. Eat Street. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the debate over the quality or the contents of vermouth. But first, you're pouring this in, and my God, it has a green hue to it. Mm. And that is the, uh, the, those are the bitters? No, that's a vermouth. The vermouth has a green hue to it? Yeah. This is highly unorthodox. That's kind of how we get down in drinking the style. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. All right, so, and I might add that you're pouring them into a coupe glass rather than a martini glass. The homage to the, to the breast, you know what I'm saying? I tell everybody this now. <laughs> Wait, what? This, so drinking the style is an uh, educational program, uh, among many other things. And one of the things that uh, you will learn is that the coupe glass was actually modeled after Marie Antoinette's bosom. Well, they were very nice bosoms, I guess. I mean, it's a perfect handful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> to, the, to the modern, I mean, well, I have large hands, but to the modern to the modern aesthetic, it's not going to be like a, a, a giant <clears throat> bosom. I mean, it's a, it's a coupe class. They were small. They were properly sized. They're tasteful, sized. you they, know? They are tasteful. 
All right. We got our martinis mixed and prepared, and you are uh, garnishing these with two olives with no pimentos, mm. nothing inside them. I just, want, I just want straight salinity uh-huh. as an option. And you've placed these on a bam- bamboo skewer over the top of the coupe glass rather than dropping these into the glass. What's the thinking there? Uh, you know, I don't want to give you a salt bomb if you didn't want one, but if you want to go that far, you can do what you want to do. Choose your own adventure. <gasps> wow. <Cheers. laughs> I love it. All right. Cheers. A quick sip. Brett, uh, oh, we don't have the. Uh... Yeah, I can get... hold, <laughs> on, hold on. We have, we have love and marriage going on in the background. <laughs> yeah, we do. We're down to 19 seconds. All right, you blew the music, but you nailed the martini. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, that was yummy. Ladies and gentlemen, drink in the style. We'll be back in just a moment. One without the other love and marriage. South of the border, down Mexico way. That's where I fell in love when the stars above came out to play. And now as I wonder, oh, I love that song. My thoughts ever Welcome back to Drinking the Style. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and my guest is Minneapolis-based muralist John King. Yep. I'm right here. All right. <laughs> John, I have to start with the obvious question. Yes. Is that your real name? Yes. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. No one's named John King. That is just – if that were a character in a book, the editor would make you change it because it just doesn't sound legit. <laughs> I mean I was in witness protection for about 10 years. <laughs> just kidding. No, from the Norwegian it, mafia. Yeah, from the Norwegian mafia. <laughs> Only was, three fingers headed out for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't you know we have the heat out on you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, uh, it is my given name. My my full name is Jonathan Jeffrey King. More aristocratic. Um, really? That's um, really quite excellent. It, it, it goes from like beautiful Frank Sinatra to like John King, you know? Something. It's yeah. a little harsh. It's a little doesn't make sense. It was my grandfather's name. It's usually usually having two monosyllabic uh, names. Greg Rich, yeah, for example, is is not a good thing. But John King. I mean, I, at college, I was known as John King. No one called me John when I was younger. People would call me King. Okay, that's the thing. But they called all of me and my two brothers because we played baseball. So it was like. There was always a John mm-hmm. on the team besides oh, me, mm-hmm. and so it was like, "Hey, King, get your ass out there!" Oops. Um, woohoo! Woohoo! Um, but yeah, John King. I'm sorry. It, you want right. to see my no, driver's no, license? Nope, nope, nope. No, no, I, I look I, like I, a serial killer on it. Oh my god, you do! Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> driver's license. Oh dear lord, Florida man. I've actually. <laughs> it's Florida, Greg. It's Florida. Florida. <laughs> well, you look like Florida man. Is what I'm saying. You look Literally like a serial like killer in your life. I look like a serial killer. Charming, good looking man. I am man from in Wisconsin. Life, it's just where the eyes. From. Where in Wisconsin are you from? Uh, originally Ridgeland, Wisconsin, which is a town of 260 people. On the corner of, uh, you got a pretty mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. <laughs> can we talk about Mark murals? Yeah, we can talk about what I do. That's fine. <laughs> we have to. We're going to talk about <laughs> murals. We gotta. All right, wait. First, what is the actual technical definition of mural? Um, hmm. You know, I've never been asked to 
define it, but I would say something that is not that typically murals are not um they fall into the fine art category, but they are not something that is essentially hung or affixed to a wall. They are applied directly to a wall. Huh. Um, so it doesn't matter the size. You could have like a 12-inch mural. I mean a mural <laughs> is also a type of most of the time painting. So okay. sure, I would call that – I would call that – sure, a 12-inch mural. <laughs> Why not? All right, I'll so we know a mural is something that is permanently painted onto an immovable object. Usually, however, it is large in scale. Yeah, typically, uh, typically, I would say above standard canvas size, which is uh, for all you art people out there. I think it's six by six, but you can read me my rights later. Fair um, we'll have John Gerber come on and explain <laughs> what's, what's wrong. I mean, I've done smaller ones like. Four by six. Typically, that size is about the smallest you go because it's like at that point, it's you might as well just buy a print. Yeah, right. Or have me paint you a movable piece. Why wouldn't <laughs> you? Why wouldn't you? So, what is it about murals that you like? Why? Why? I mean, first of all, do you do regular art, or are you exclusively? Yeah, murals? yeah, yeah. So, my background, as you heard on the break, was <laughs> opera, and then and then I also have a design degree. So, my um, I have a graphic design degree, but the school I went to was very heavy in the arts, so I took so many art classes, and um, I've been painting since I was a child. And in college, most of my work for painting was quite large scale, Mm -hmm. Um, 4x4, 5x5. I loved working in squares. I was Instagram before Instagram was Instagram. Uh, Very meta. Wow. Um, Yeah, great, right? You were Um, so millennial. I'm a horrible <laughs> human being. Um, but so I had always had a love for these large-scale pieces and my professors always pushed me for that. But then as a designer, you're kind of working at whatever scale the client wants. So when I – I wanted to be a branding designer, do branding still. But then I was like, what do I do with this art side of me? And I want to do art. And most of my murals are typographic-based. So it, mar- it really married my design and my art passions, which was beautiful because I'm kind of allowed to do what I do now. As far as getting doing fine art, um, I'm getting back into that. I'm getting back into doing stuff that is more for me, more conceptual. Some of my clients want it. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the work I'm doing for you, it kind of falls in that category because it's abstract and I'm allowed to do something that isn't just like, here's a phrase, make it look pretty, you know? Fair enough. Um, yeah, because so like Dan, if you've never tried and, – and, and folks out there, I mean you have an Instagram like yep. snap of – so he does this like a, a – a, Typographic you, work. Typographic yep. paint. He will paint freehand characters. No, I'm, I'm, actually, like, I'm actually familiar with his artwork. Oh, oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I love oh. that. Forget I mean, for, have you seen it live nope. in, in human mm-hmm. in, in human form? <laughs> Just yeah. on the internet. <laughs> Just on the internet. Just on so the hit your Instagram and they can see you yeah. – Painting uh, typographical yep type pieces. Type I mean, pieces. I call myself. You know, a lot of people. There's hand letterer, letterer, type designer. I mean, I'm not a type designer. That's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I call myself a type illustrator because if you were if you illustrated figures, you'd call yourself a figure illustrator or um, of that sort. So I illustrate typography. So type A or type B. Type C. Ooh. Ooh. Good point. Good point. Well I don't know. I'm all – I mean <laughs> I studied opera and art. I'm type F at this point. Like <laughs> I don't know where I'm at. 
<laughs> you type un- upside down swirl mark. I'm like, I'm, I'm not a character. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, but so you started out in murals, though, and I mean that must be awesome. I mean the the the, the scope, the scale, yeah. of what you're doing must itself be kind of just crazy cool. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's something that pulled me to it. Uh, initially, just the impact they were able to create. I mean, I the biggest piece I've done to date. Actually, I just did in January. It was about it was um, almost 800 square feet. It's, um, if you have dogs, go to Unleashed uh, Indoor Dog Park Bar in the North Loop. What is this here? Park. It's called Unleashed. I love this. Yeah, it's over by the Minneapolis Farmers Market. The building next to it. Okay. Um, the you walk in the doors and you will see my work. It's massive. Um, Wait, where was I going with that? <laughs> bars and dogs. Yeah, bars and dogs, right? I want to point out, by the way, just as, as a quick shout out to dog lovers in general. Also, uh, uh, Excelsior Brewery yeah. is a huge place to hang out with your dog yeah. and drink booze. Yeah. Lakes which, and Legends is great. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's You know what? I love it. I would yeah. so much rather hang out with half a dozen dogs and half a dozen people any day. Well, if you go to Unleashed, you're going to hang out with about six dozen dogs. And is it like serious <laughs> open space and like open, you let your dog run and play? Open space. They run. They have refs that like police the dogs so there's not too much humping going on. Because um, <laughs> I have a little white dog. Yeah, no. he's, he's, he's very vulnerable. <laughs> they have a small dog area. Really? Well, yeah. he would not. He would not blend in that. He might eat him anyways. That's he fine. thinks he's a big Pomeranian. Shot. Pomeranian? No. No, he's a Catan de Tular. Catan de Tuliar. Mm. No one knows what that is. I know. Yeah. You should really punch me. I, every time I say that, someone should punch me. All oh, right. Yes. If you yeah. want to learn more about the Catan de Tuliar, come back. We're taking a quick break, and I'll tell you about Ike. We're not talking one more. <laughs> you will find to be narrow. the world on a string sitting on a rainbow got the string around my finger what a world what a life I'm in love I got a song that I welcome back to drinking the style Weekends on AM 950 here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and available anytime, day or night, stream, podcast. By the way, if you are listening on iTunes, you don't understand how important it is and how rare it is that people actually give you a rating on podcasts. Of the millions of people who listen to podcasts every day, a tiny number bothers to rate, and yet it's critically important. So I will say, John King... I'm going to be looking for your podcast rating on uh, Tuesday of next week, and I just saw that. So don't forget. Um, all right. Tonight's musical notes. We're going to do musical notes. I've changed the rules. Well, I have to interview. Yeah, go ahead. So you, oh. with your musical notes, we, we have a genuine uh, opera singer over here, and I'm not going to put him on blast, but just saying. But you just did. Yeah, I know. Hundred percent, you totally. That was like, a, that was like, like a preface. Here. That was like a preface. Like, I don't offend anybody, but I'm going to offend somebody. I'm over here, like five shots in, like, uh-huh. yeah, it's going great. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from the liquor store? Um, well, John, you are you are you are a trained opera singer. Yeah, I was really Woo-hoo. good at it. <laughs> He'll be performing live on Tuesday. <laughs> no, at the mat. Way to way to push it. Uh, uh, give us give us three bars. 
Navy, can you say bars? I got the world on a string, sitting on a rainbow. Got that string around my finger. What a world! What a life! I'm in love. Now in Italian. <laughs> no, just, I'll sing you what I sang earlier. Okay. No, I won't. Yes, you will. Please. Uh, you have a gorgeous voice. It's awesome. Go. What? Una voce poco fa qui nel mi sorro. And all of that Italian was wrong because I haven't sang that song in like 10 years. But you know what? None of us know. Sounded great to me. Wow. Oh. We're so Woo-hoo. classy. I am classy. Woohoo. Woohoo. The Weehoo. Woohoo. All right. Um, Making me work hard in here now on this segment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Poor Brett Johnson has a callus now on his Don't finger from the beeping. Turn the microphone down. <sighs> this F-O. has been a great show. F-O. I want to do our musical notes because yes, it's important. No, 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 we're good. I just had to, I had to get that out of there, though. No. I did think Frank Sinatra. So. Yeah, no, that was yeah. – seriously, that was awesome. Has so anyone ever done like an entire opera of Sinatra song? Oh, no, but they should. 100%. I mean maybe they have. I'm not – I don't keep up with that. Shout out to Carter Everback. Restoring the Opera House in Staples, yes. Staples. Minnesota. Nice, nice. In Staples, Minnesota. Nice. And what we're going to do is we're going to put together a a Sinatra opera <gasps> that you, yeah, John I'll, King, are going to. Oh, sure, I'll sing it. I'm so down. we have Sinatra's four for the field trip now. For me. What's that? Four for the field trip. Yeah. yeah, now we have four yeah, yeah, for yeah, the yeah. field trip. Yeah. Five because we're going to need Brett to broadcast yeah. this. No, we're doing a field trip. I'll paint a mural while I'm there. Um, Singing Sinatra and Opera while painting hey, don't with his him, toes. Don't limit With my don't toes. <laughs> In a wheelchair. <laughs> because we get to write that off. It's a handicap. Uh, yeah, I mean, internet star. Which, which is no offense to handicap people. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you're going to get off air after this. Like yeah. It's all going down. We had a great run. This all was so much fun while it lasted. <laughs> All right. Um, Musical notes. Musical notes. Musical notes matter to me. They don't matter to me at all, but I have a plan and I like to stick to it. All right. I I, wait. I launched this by saying I have a plan and I get to stick to it. And the first line that I have to read is I have changed the rules. Good radio right there. I mean, you had a plan and you changed it. It is. It's fine. Chris Chris Matthews fired. All right. Tonight's musical notes. I have changed the rules. As you know, the original plan was to work through Frank Sinatra's entire musical catalog in order throughout our 2020 broadcast season. However, I've realized that um, I'm sorry. I just don't like some of Sinatra's slower love ballad albums. Maybe it's just me. Maybe the times have changed and the slow, plodding songs of love and loss haven't stood the test of time. But whatever it is, I'm not digging it. And I choose not to listen. Therefore, this week, we should have done Where Are You? Painfully slow album. But instead, we're listening to a compilation album that he released in 1956. Throughout his career, by the way, Frank Sinatra released a steady stream of compilations of his previous work. It was a nice money grab and a nice best of before Spotify. Since they aren't originals, I'm not integrating them into the show. But when I hit an album that isn't doing it for me, I'm going to get a uh, compilation stand-in. And this week, we are doing This Is Sinatra! With an exclamation point. Sinatra's albums, interestingly enough, were heavy on punctuation. 
Who knew? Who knew? I was immediately brought back to this is Sparta from 300. <laughs> I was so, <laughs> as we say, this is Sinatra. Yeah. Are you going to kick somebody right. in, a, in a cavernous hole? I'll do that. <laughs> that, that is awesome, interesting. Man, yes. saying, in the log you sent me, it had a question mark, which was a more interesting. Did <laughs> 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 it really? <laughs> this is Sinatra? This is Sinatra. <laughs> that would have been the previous, yeah, that would have been the, the previous album. But no, this was the compilation released in 1956. In terms of grass. Crass? Yeah, smoke it. Like weak? No. Weak. Grass is the Gregory Rich album acquisition scale. <laughs> oh, it's Woohoo. Sure. That's your definition. You have a gra- grassy I acronym. I have a very different definition of WT- grass. Woohoo. Bro. Yeah. WT. Woohoo. So, in terms of grass, <laughs> I say sure. How can. <laughs> sure. 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 Ah. Sure. How can you miss with a compilation? It's the collection of the best things. It's not authentic. It's not the album that he released. It may as well be Spotify. But if you can find this thing on vinyl, then you should most definitely buy it. And by the way, do you guys know how hard it is to find Sinatra on vinyl? It's probably very hard, actually. Insanely hard. It, it almost doesn't exist. Well, yeah, because he's so famous. So everybody still owns it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, Or they're hoarding. Or your grandparents died and you just burned it. My mother apparently claims that she used to have a bunch of Al Jolson albums that were like the old original, like they were like, I don't know, on like Elephant Bone or something. Oh, don't even get me started. And my father like dropped a box full of them and they were reduced to no. to shards. Elephant so, so, so Elephant Bone. <laughs> Sinatra, Sinatra vinyls to you are Mickey Mantle cards and the spokes to me. Yeah. Yes. So my dad, had, my dad had like original fresh press. Of fresh, fresh press, fresh press of of like a Led Zeppelin albums, and then he gave them away. But they were like not not just like originals; they were like the first pressing of in their sleeve and all Seriously? that. And I'm like, yeah, I hate deal. you, dude. That's a big deal. I hate yeah. you, Dad. Wow, hate that's like 3,000 years in hell. For yeah. He got rid of my suits and my Led Zeppelin. Jeez. God. Honestly, my God. He's a horrible dad. Actually, I love him. He's great. Yeah. Actually, to re... Uh, well, Adolf re- Jr., tell me more about your... <laughs> what? <laughs> to, re- to retouch on what your story was, you said you borrowed one of his... Uh, I, th- I think your words were a uh, wine-colored pent polyester suit. No, no, no. I borrowed his wedding suit. And right, then, right. And then knee slid in You slid hot fire uh-huh. epically. Yeah. And wore a hole. If you're dancing, you got to dance all the way. Dancing. Polyester, my friend. I don't know where we are right now. No. Are Can we, we get on? back to talking about murals? Yeah, God, get back to me. This Do you is... even mural, bro? <laughs> I know a guy. I don't. <laughs> I know a guy who's got a mural. Do you even drink, bro? <laughs> What's the difference? Let me ask you about this. Murals, street art. Oh, God. Um, what are your thoughts on street art? I think, again, street art is a type uh, – like, mural is a type of painting. Uh, uh, street art is a type of mural. Um mm-hmm. Uh, you so, know, mur- so street art is murals. If you're graffiti, and by the way, street art, we should point out for anyone who doesn't sure. know, is basically graffiti. That's yeah. what we used to call graffiti. Um, and well, because I don't do standard graffiti styles, I don't know as much about it, um, and I will completely own that. But from what I understand, and also the people that I do know who do graffiti, like graffiti has, graffiti, quote unquote, um, has really become so much of an art form now that yeah you have people that are tagging and you know train cars but a lot of people do that um to learn 
and but you they're do learning it. at the public's expense. All right, I'm going to come mean, out. I, I hate know. graffiti. I don't. I just. I <laughs> yeah, just, that's fair. No, stop tagging. Don't don't you paint on? Except the, Banksy, the, who's like a smaller version. Yeah. Oh, you have a subgroup of why it's okay to be that, but you can't be that overall. I do. Well, and I also do. Banksy. I hundred percent do. Mm-hmm. Also, I grew up in New York. Uh, Banksy's a, a like stencil graffiti artist. Like most of his work is. Stenciled? What are you talking about? He's not like stenciling his work on the on you the wall. I've he? seen Banksy live. Some of them are only this big. You can't like. Oh yeah, you smaller. can't like spray paint a little girl with a balloon. Oh, but it's not size. like he's tracing. To me, stenciling no, 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 is no, no, like no. a he tracing. Cre- he created the stencil and then applied it to a wall and then did his thing. And if that's not how it happens. I don't know what I'm talking about. Wait, so you're saying he creates the art as a stencil, then he goes to a public it, place? Yeah, and I then think he, most of it actually because it has to be quick. It has to be quick and out. I mean, quick I, and out. Like I, most no, of my and this is this is not a joke. So I had an internship in London as a designer, um, and while I was there for four months in 2011, one of he, Banksy tagged a wall, and I walked by it, not knowing what it was. And I was like, that is dope and awesome. I love this. And it was literally, it was like three by four. It wasn't crazy. And then the next, like a few days later, I walked by it and there was plexiglass over it because it was a Banksy and they didn't want anybody to destroy it. But it was, it wasn't that big. And so, so you, you have to stencil it. Though, yeah. As an artist, you appreciate I mean, it. Because have are... you seen that meme or not the meme, have you seen <clears throat> that video clip where what Banksy did is he had a bunch of his original work sold sure. as New York street yeah, art yeah, yeah, yeah. and people came in and they all apologized for buying it. They all said like demeaning, obnoxious <sighs> things of, oh, well, I just need something for my bathroom. So, Ew. I mean, yeah. what well, I would, Oh, I spent a lot of time in my bathroom. I would appreciate good art in my bathroom. I mean, I did paint my bathroom black and it was the best decision I ever made. Um, What I will say about street art is there is – just like murals though. I think people don't look at murals and they're like, oh, it's a mural. It's great. And I'm like (laughs) – I see a lot of murals and I'm like, "Uh, I would rather vomit than say I like that. Um, And so it's a similar with street art. You know, It's one of those things where it's like it's just – it's just a different branch of a same – of a similar thing. And I think – there's a level of taste that goes into it where there's stuff that's done in a prog- like pro- artistic progressive way where it is beautiful and there's a level of taste that goes into it and a level of design that is really well done. And then there's other pieces that they could have taken a long time or they could have been done, could have been done in 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's not great. But same for art too. I mean – I know artists that it's like, here's a piece of art I did in 20 seconds and you need to buy it for 10 grand. Well, it's the know? Picasso thing when he slid. So there's a story of Picasso having slid uh, the napkin across the table mm-hmm. in, <clears throat> to pay his bar tab overall. Yeah. And he scribbled it out and uh, the person responded with something like, you know, how long did it take you to make this? And his answer a was lifetime. a lifetime. Yeah. Yes. And it's true. It's yeah. not how long you're creating the art. It's how long it took you to be able to create that, yeah. that I mean, art. Yeah. What are your thoughts on New York uh, street art in, in general? I I've I need never to call been out. to New York. I need to shout out to my nephew, Alex. Alex Rich. Uh, Hi, Alex. New York. Alex, love you, brother. I want to know, is graffiti running amok in New York still? I haven't been back in a while. And you've never been to New York? I've never been to New York. I would also guess that graffiti might be running amok, but they're also probably doing some stuff that's just dope. They stop and frisk everybody for pink cans now. So oh, boy. Okay. Do. Someone. we got to take a break. Yeah. You're, enjoy the olive. We'll be back in a second. This is Drinking the Style. Just one of You see a pair of laughing eyes 
And suddenly you're sighing sighs You're thinking nothing's wrong You string along, boy, then snap Those eyes, those sighs They're part of the tender trap Welcome back to Drinkin' the Style. We've been speaking with muralist John King. Uh, John, if that's your real name. It's not. <laughs> you, you plug your Instagram account. Plug it again. Uh, John at the... Ch- or, God damn it. That's my email. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're, you're a true professional. Sure, yeah. Uh, John the Gingebeard. Is <laughs> and he laughed. Okay, so at J O N the Gingebeard. Can you spell ginge for me, please? G I N G. Oh. If you put in John the G, if it doesn't come up, especially if you're local, you're doomed, and you should get off Instagram. Fair. All right. Heard that. Incidentally, by the way, once this uh, this drops as a podcast, if you Google I'll your be name. Dead. <laughs> it's possible. And you Google your name with like MN or Minnesota or Minneapolis or whatever, mm-hmm. you will find the podcast version of this show, I Love. guarantee you, on your very first page. Done. Or Mafia Boss has been convicted. Or <laughs> Oli Three Fingers. Oli. Yeah. Oli Nordic. Yeah. 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 I gotta Don't get come on for you. my other profession. I'm going to get you. All right. We have to do the Habitation Audio Log because it's meaningful this week. Are we ready? Is it? I don't know. Brett, we need to maybe come up with like an intro something for audio log music. We do need a song for uh, the audio blog, yes. Yeah. All right. We're going to do it anyway. Here we go. You ready? Boom. No olives for you while I'm doing the audio blog, by the way. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I hate it so much. All right. <laughs> Habitation audio log installment 58. Recap of the district. It's been a while since I discussed the district building in Edina, so you may have become confused by my radio silence over the last month or so. The long and short of it is, we hit a few delays. But I'm pleased to announce that we are now fully launching the creation of the District Edina. In fact, Habitation has already opened its design studio on the property. Quick recap. The district refers to a property that I am converting from a three-floor office building into a collection of independent showrooms, all of which focus on the residential or commercial building or remodeling industry. We're planning nine showrooms, ranging from flooring to lighting, from furniture to appliances, from closets to kitchens. That was alliteration. People love alliteration. Located at 7777 Washington Avenue South, the property literally sits at the three-point border of Edina, Eden Prairie, and Bloomington, otherwise known as the intersection of 494 and 169. Now, lockdown and habitation is there and open, forward with the selection of showroom partners. Each week, I'm going to be talking about our progress and the progress of the development as a whole. I hope, for my sake, that these next several logs are dull because I could really use a bit of slow, steady progress after the last few months that I have endured trying to lock this. And I knew it was going to happen, Greg. Central Coast is over with, but I knew you'd be fine. No, no, no. <laughs> but yes, I, knew, I knew you'd I, be fine. Thank you. You'll never invite me back. It was, it was you know what, <laughs> the definition for commercial... A uh, 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 commercial real estate broker? Was that rhetorical? Yeah. I will tell you, of course, but I was quizzing you. Mm. I no idea. Uh, 
I have a I have a specific commercial real estate broker. One of two men lying to everyone until they get their commission. Oh yeah, uh-huh. this is an industry that is like tiny Donald Trumps everywhere you go. <laughs> that, that is what Alex said last week. Uh, he was he was very expert about that. Mm-hmm. Like oh, they're just waiting to collect a check. He, he was he was very uh, up uh, forthcoming. And by the way. He did a private party, and he hit me up for the recipe for the drink we did last week, oh. and he remade Ooh. it. I did everything. He automized. He made his own saline solution. It was it was, it was really? incredible, yeah. yeah. Alex Boylan from Adina Realty. He's definitely a per- perfectionist, yeah. The oh. dude's quality. Yeah, no, good dude. He's a good guy. He's a yeah. good guy. But uh, yeah, and he did, and he and he understood because residential real estate. You know what? These you're dealing with your friends and your neighbors. Yeah, you are. Really speaking, you have ramifications. Mm-hmm. Commercial real estate brokers. These are some. I mean, there are some good ones. I know ones. Ones that I would deal was dealing with on this are just nothing could be believed that came out of these guys' mouths. I mean, all they cared about. There are two types of sales guys. Those who – well, there are many types of sales guys, but there are sales guys who I – mean, <laughs> Right now in this moment, there's two types. Right, now, there's two. If you have a transaction that has to go from point A to point Z, yeah. there are some that will help you get from point A to point Z and understand that's the objective. Right. But then you've got the vast majority of the people in this industry who simply know they have to also go through B, C, D, E, F. L-M-N-O-P. All they care about – is getting you from A to B, and then they'll deal with B to C in the future, and they will tell you anything in the world. <laughs> can, I, can I get a opera LMNOP? Uh, <laughs> LMNOP. Thank you. That's I don't know. Yeah. That was a quality P. That was good. P. Nice. I got a P after. I got a P. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was the Habitation Audio Log, and uh, we're going through there. Bottom line is Habitation is in the district building in Washington, on Washington Avenue South. It's this gorgeous building. It's so cool. We're set up as, uh, as our design showroom. We've got some nice things you can come and look at. It's not the place you're going to go if you just want to buy a sofa off the floor. We don't sell off the floor. Mm-hmm. But if you have a design project – uh, living room, dining room, bedroom, what have you, mm-hmm. you need to stop into this space. It's awesome. And once we start the whole redevelopment, this is going to be the place to be for anybody who wants to do a cool-ass project. Yeah. Buy, find a sofa, hire a muralist. Or know? hire a muralist. <laughs> no, both. Walk up I to mean, the third all. floor penthouse and have a cocktail. Yeah, we got. Yeah. On the, oh, we're going to be talking yeah. about the flex space next week and the in the development. But I'm meeting out information. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bit by bit, because you know what? That's what it's all about. It's about little bits of information. It's cliff breadcrumbs, 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 bread. Follow the trail. I love bread. Newkirk, you were telling me about some cool things going on that intersected between Mercy and the world of muralism. Yeah. Mm. So basically, I said it twice. Now I own that. <laughs> we're, so yeah. we're we're getting the uh, the the summer the the, the <clears throat> summer X Games, uh, which is like extreme sports, bicycles, flipping Mini up in the air, and trade, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. at the U.S. Bank Stadium, and they've partnered up with the Hennepin Theater Trust, which is a neighboring partner of ours that we do a lot of things with. They're looking to do a mural, and the mural is titled uh, "A Love Letter to Minneapolis." And they're looking for all local, uh, talented, or, or, or wherever you're from, uh, muralists to submit their love letter to Minneapolis. So honestly, it's going to go to somebody from here because there's only yeah. certain people that know what, what this city's all about, what the state's, the state's all about. Um, so I will be passing on information to John King. Uh, if, if you have any yeah. questions about the submission process, you can follow me at, at Canabanian. Uh, yeah, at Canabanian. The hell is for that? Instagram, uh, I'm Canadian and Albanian, so it's uh, the hybrid. <gasps> Ooh, well, Canabanian. Is there an I? C A N A B, Canabanian. 
can a banian. Yeah. Is that like when you put a banian in a can or <laughs> Yes. Okay. So that being, that being said, olive. so right can right now it's olive. it's Give <laughs> it, me the alphabet and salt. Why don't you just yeah, go yeah. chew an olive? Why don't you just go chew an olive, John King? If in that's the your real name. In the corner. So it's the mural right now is is pretty much up between uh, Glicks, uh, which is one of the oldest uh, buildings in downtown Minneapolis, yeah. and us. Uh, what's going well for us is we're across the street, and we we have uh, spaces that involve like if it rains we can kind of move things inside. But uh, yeah, I definitely yeah. welcome all Minneapolis artists or muralists, <laughs> those who participate in muralism, to yeah. start start to start to draw start to draw your love letter to Minneapolis. And what would yeah. you, you know? What would make your doves cry? <gasps> wow! So what's really funny about that is uh, so we already have the we have the Bob Dylan we have the Bob Dylan mural which was yeah, done yeah. by them, and then we have the. 18 Prince murals that have popped up. So Hedman Theater is actually going to be making a, a Bob Dylan-sized mural, uh, Prince, Prince style. Uh, they're, they're, it's been procuring for like four years. Huh? But Prince's sister has been kind of holding back because she wanted the right thing. So when the Hedman Theater District actually puts – Hedman Theater Trust, you're the district mm-hmm. – uh, puts up their uh, homage to Prince, it's going to be awesome. Sweet. But it's then, not me. It's someone else. But I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, but but now you have a chance to be one of the guys. I would, John I King. Great. John King, if that's your real name. Yeah. I agree, hundred yeah. percent. Also, this MacBook is so old. It's not mine. It never leaves. Yeah, it's 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 ornamental. It's staple. It's <laughs> a staple. Point. I feel terrible. I feel, John, as though we didn't really get to talk much about New York. You know what? That, you just got to have me back. Round I, two, I, I, I have to have you back. <laughs> Finish him. But yeah. let me ask you this one question. You got 30. Yeah. 30 got, seconds. No, I'm going to give you 45 seconds. Okay. No, 42 seconds. 41. Great. 40, all right. Here's the question. When you are doing a mural, do the majority of your clients tell you what they want or do you do what you want? And if you do what you want, mm-hmm. where do you find your inspiration? Go. Most of the time, it's a collaboration, to be quite honest. Um, as a branding designer, I also try and uh, most of my clients are businesses, mm-hmm. not residential. I do do residential, obviously. I'm doing See, work with you. See, that was another you. question I meant to ask yeah. you about. We, we to- I, bl- I botched this, uh, well, No, you didn't botch it. You didn't botch anything. I was making yummy um, olive noises in my mic. Half and if you hadn't done that, I would have had you back on. <laughs> oh, damn. I guess I'll have to get on another you got 17 program. seconds. <laughs> um, so most of my work is commercial. Um, but I, when I do do – I do also do residential. But a lot of it is collaborative. Um, I want – I can't just do my thing. Some people come to me for very specific styles, which often is dictated by myself. Um, but sometimes it's like we kind of want to you know, add this. With that and that, and I'm like, okay, let's try it, let's do it. Um, so they give you a direction, and you create it. Yeah. All right, there it is, well, my friends. Well, we have drunk our way through yet another episode. I have to skip all of the details and go straight to our quote, which is a great one. It's from Oscar Wilde, one of the greatest dudes ever. Ready? Seriousness is the only refuge of the shallow. Good night, everybody. Or the wine.